one, I'm going to be talking about Rachel, the new Rachel, you could tell, um, her very first episode on Bethany's podcast, Rachel, you could tell, or however you say her last name, she is well known for being Tiger Woods' mistress, so there's something about the name Rachel. Stay away from them, apparently. So, Bethany from Real Housewives of New York fame decided to interview Rachel from Vanderpump Rules, and she took the episode, she crammed it with about 20 ads per episode, according to people who counted them, and then released them out into the world for everyone to hear what Rachel has to say. So what did Rachel have to say, and what did Bethany have to say? I assume that y'all listened to the episode. I did. I ate that shit up. Not only did I eat it up, but I listened to other podcast hosts. I probably listened to five or more podcasts discussing this, and I just want to say up top with this podcast, it is my goal always, every single episode, no matter the episode, to say things that I didn't hear um, said anywhere else. So let's see how I do on that. And I, I know I have a few things to say that haven't been said anywhere else. So let's just get into it. I have my notes here. Forgive me if this is not perfect because it is challenging to kind of look over my notes and then really be off the cuff with the two cents, then return back to my notes, the back and forth. But I'm going to do my best. Okay. So. Early on in the episode, Bethany says to Rachel, the guy, the girl, she goes, quote, like the guy, the girl wasn't married, the couple wasn't married, no one had kids. So, I think one of the greatest things about Bethany doing this interview is she was doing it for her own alleged narcissistic reasons. And I'm happy about the bash, the backlash because it is well-deserved. For her to say that, she's basically saying if two people are not married and do not have kids, that it does not matter if one of them steps out and is engaged in a long-term affair. What a shit take to everyone who is not married, to every couple that does not have kids. She's basically saying y'all shouldn't be upset if somebody inserts themselves into your relationship because y'all ain't married and don't got kids. And it's like, where, why are we here? Why are we actually legitimately saying this in 2023 just because we're trying to make she's trying to make Rachel feel like what she did wasn't a big deal and by the way Bethany is saying this from a point of ignorance because Bethany repeatedly said that she did not watch Vanderpump Rules and that she only watched the reunion guess what y'all guess what here is what I got to say that I haven't heard anyone else say I don't have any truth to back it up, but it is my two cents. So one of the first things I, I'm going to say that I haven't heard anyone else say is I don't think Bethany watched the fucking reunion. 
if Bethany watched part one, two, and three of the reunion, she would know that Rachel and Tom slept together for seven months, but Bethany didn't know that. And I'll get to that later. So I don't think she watched the reunion. I think she watched clips of the reunion and then said she watched the reunion and she also never read a single, single article from TMZ, other websites, other publications, or a single tweet on the scandal. Because if she did, she would know it lasted for seven months, which she didn't know. So I also think that maybe Bethany would walk it back and she wouldn't say the couple wasn't married, no one had kids. She said that when she thought that Rachel slept with Tom one time. Because, you know, why do research when you're going to do one of the biggest interviews of the year? Why do any research at all? So next, we got Rachel. Rachel says an affair hits home. It's really hard to a lot of people. So I think there was a lot of projection happening, a lot of emotions that came up for people. And unfortunately, I was the punching bag for a lot of that. I was completely wrapped up in heartbreak and wanting to get certain needs met. Looking back now, I can see that I was still healing from a relationship from somebody who I thought I was going to marry and an ending that I still haven't healed yet. Okay. Let's go over this quote slash, um, yeah, this quote from Rachel. So Rachel is saying that people were upset and there was a lot of projection because she's basically implying that people who have been cheated on are going to hate her. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it works, but you don't have to be cheated on to understand that Rachel was morally bankrupt when she did what she did. So She's basically saying that if people weren't projecting, then they wouldn't have been so upset with her. And then she has the audacity to say, unfortunately, I was the punching bag for a lot of that. She's saying she was the punching bag for a lot of the projection. Again, that's what happens when you're on a television show. If you don't want to be the punching bag for being a mistress, then maybe you just skip the whole mistress part. And then she says that she was completely wrapped up in heartbreak and wanting to get certain needs met. I would have liked for Bethany to say, what were those needs? Because when people usually say my needs met, he or she, um, or they, you know, meets my needs. When people say that they're usually talking about sex. And so that's the first thing that comes to mind every time I hear that. But I think that Rachel was really emotionally fed as well as being manipulated by Tom Sandoval. So when she says certain needs met, I think she means a an emotional connection as well as a physical connection. And so it would have just been nice for her to use different words if she's not just talking about fucking than saying certain needs met or elaborate on that a bit. And if Bethany actually was a somewhat qualified interviewer, she would have asked Rachel what she means by that. And so then Rachel says, looking back now, I could see that I was still healing, blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera. So here is my second, and I don't mean to be so corny, but that's what we doing right now because it's 1244 a.m. So <laughs> I think that gives me the right to be corny and 
um, annoying or extra annoying. So the second hot take I have that I have not heard anywhere else is I thought about it. I thought about this scandal today. Like, you know, obviously someone who has issues. (laughs) So no, because I was listening to another podcast, different episodes that were talking about it today. Again, not a single podcast I've listened to has said this, and I haven't seen it anywhere in any comment. So my second hot take is Rachel talks about how she was completely wrapped up in heartbreak. And as you know, in Scandaval, Rachel went to Lake Tahoe with some of the girls. During her Lake Tahoe trip, Lala tells Rachel very casually, matter of fact, by the way, I fucked your ex-fiance, James. Yeah, so that was that, girlfriend. Um, Yeah, waiter, can I get another glass of water? Like, that was what Lala did. So, what happened, hot take here, is that Rachel started having sex with Tom immediately after the Lake Tahoe trip. And the Lake Tahoe trip is when she found out that James and Lala slept together while she was with James early on in the relationship. So Rachel was at this point dealing with James being in her face, calling his new girl an upgrade. And you see it in Rachel's face that it pains her when James calls Allie, his new girlfriend, an upgrade when they're um, in the back at Sir. And then Lala's in there like, yeah, by the way, we fucked while y'all were together. That is, that was the genesis of Rachel sleeping with Tom. So I do think there's a direct correlation and from, or sorry, a direct link from when Rachel was told that Lala and James slept together to when she started sleeping with Tom. So I think that Rachel finding out about that really destroyed her and made her want to feel, made her very hungry for validation in a way that she hadn't been um, starving for prior to Lala dropping, casually dropping that bombshell on her. And when you think about it, it's like, It's kind of good. Or sorry, it's not kind of good. I just thought about it right now. It's like that. It kind of makes sense why Rachel would say, well, thank God you don't got a man. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, and I could be out of sequence. I don't think I am. But when you think about it, like, yeah, I'm going to say, thank God you don't have a man after you just told me that you fucked my man. So do y'all see where I'm going with this? Nobody else said this. So just to repeat, just to repeat myself, Rachel is told that Lala slept with her ex-fiance. Rachel then says, well, thank God you don't got a man as in you out here sleeping with other people's men's like that. Then Rachel runs off, hops on Tom's dick. So moving right along, Bethany <laughs> in my notes, because obviously I'm not you know, I'm, I'm not giving a line by line of what was said. So then Bethany goes, oh, this went on 
for a while, seven months. Oh, okay. And it's so funny when Bethany says this. I did not watch the video. When Bethany says this, she has an, uh, an uh, like an audible aha moment where she understands how grimy Rachel was. Again, if Bethany watched the reunion, all three parts, she would already know that they were together for seven months. But it's so funny how it's so hilarious. She doesn't even understand what happened, but she's interviewing the source of the problem and she doesn't know what the problem was exactly. It's very, very, so embarrassing for Bethany. So lazy, so inexcusable. And so then Bethany goes, you could be my daughter. I've thought about that many times in watching the reunion, which we're going to get into. And I thought about, I would probably be in jail for murder if I were your mom. <laughs> like, Bethany, oh my goodness. Bethany has always been verbally abusive to her castmates. And then Meghan Markle, Kim Car the, the Kardashians and various people are consistently catching strays from Bethany at all times on TikTok and in interviews. Bethany is very, she's two things, I believe, in my opinion. Very, very, or extremely unhappy and extremely addicted to fame. And to the point where she just doesn't care what she has to do to do to remain famous. And that's a real sickness. At what point are we going to talk about fame addiction? Something that Bethany is clearly suffering from. And honestly, what is the cure for fame addiction? What is it? People like her, I guess the cure for fame addiction is being canceled and not having any access to fans or haters. Like, it's it's a sickness and it's very uncomfortable to watch because I like other people are going to be when someone is a fame addict other people are definitely going to be casualties in their quest for relevancy it's just especially in the case of of Bethany so then Rachel says um it's been really difficult to accept that I don't have friends in LA anymore this was very funny because the cast kept telling Rachel, you ain't got no friends. And it's really funny that Rachel said, yes, she basically admitted to it. So Rachel said an affair, quote, an affair is great for TV. Yeah. And with the cast, it's almost been normalized in a way. And so as I'm looking up to my fellow cast members and seeing them as role models and like how to make a good reality TV show because I want to do my job. Okay, full stop full stop. Rachel cannot say she was trying to imitate what the cast has done when what Rachel was doing was off camera the entire time. Bitch, please, I beg of you, make sense. Come up, like, do an outline and come up with some stories and some theories that we could actually thread together and say, okay, I see how she went from A to B. But you can't say you were trying to basically be dramatic and imitate your castmates when you didn't want anyone to know that you were sleeping with Sandoval. Sorry. 
So then Rachel says, honesty is one of my core values that I refuse to compromise any longer. It's too late. It's too late. Rachel, honey, go talk to Rachel Yucatel. Go talk to Monica Lewinsky. Go talk to any famous mistress. Nobody cares if you're being honest. Because people don't really get past what you did. We don't care. Or I'll speak for myself. I don't care. If honesty is one of your core values, now and going forward, I don't care. You still, I would still be so uncomfortable with you in the vicinity of me in any capacity. And that is another thing that Bethany failed to ask Rachel. She should have asked Rachel, do you worry that your behavior makes women not want to be friends with you? Do you think this is going to make it harder for you to make new friends and close friendships? Do you wonder about how you will prove to people that you will not sleep with their boyfriends? Have you thought about how your actions may affect the rest of your life? And how do you hope to go about proving to people that you will not make the same mistakes? Because I don't care what Rachel wants to say or do or what problems she wants to solve, diseases she wants to cure the bitch would never be brought into my circle. And I'm not the only one. And it wouldn't be that I would be fearful that my man would sleep with her. I don't want anyone that grimy within a 20 mile radius of me. I just don't feel comfortable. It's not for me. And a lot of other women feel that way. And that's one of the things that's sad about what Rachel did is because this will define her. There's no way that it won't. So... I think this might have been when Bethany said, why me? Um, Why did you choose to speak to me? And Rachel said, well, my mom, she loves you. And, you know, it's really, really sad that Rachel is pushing 30 and she she doesn't seem capable of making her own decisions. It's really, really sad. And her mom sounds like equally as smart as she does because... If they knew more about Bethany and weren't just excited that Bethany was a supporter, then they would have known that this was a horrific decision for her to do Bethany's podcast. So, a quote, Rachel says, quote, I just heard what you were saying on TikTok and using my case as an example of exploitation and the way that the network is running to the bank, like laughing, running to the bank with a scandal. And I haven't seen a single penny. It's not fair. It really isn't. And I feel like I've been portrayed as the ultimate villain. End quote. Okay, cool. Honey, the network is running to the bank because you were a, a dumb whore. And now people know about the show because you were a dumb whore and you haven't seen a single penny because in the history of reality TV, that's how it works. You're not going to just suddenly get this huge bonus in your salary because you were a acting as a home wrecking whore. That's not how it works, honey. And you're not making a penny because nobody wants to fuck with you. That's how it works. And then she says, and I feel like I've been portrayed as the ultimate villain. You were a villain. I don't know about ultimate. 
Who cares if you were the ultimate villain? Actually, let me rephrase that. You weren't a villain. You were just a very malicious, cold-hearted, stoic person who decided to stomp on the heart of one of the only people who was nice to you and had your back. That makes you worse than a villain. That makes you that makes you look like someone who has sociopathic traits. And that was all your own doing. That wasn't editing because the producers weren't even filming you and Tom fucking. So yeah, what you did makes you look bad. You did it. You did it. They didn't portray you as a villain. You are a dishonest, grimy, selfish, heartless person. At least you were through your actions. So Bethany says, quote, it, it's my understanding that you get paid in a year less than my interns get paid end quote. But what is in, in quote, Bethany's understanding doesn't matter because she doesn't know anything about the show. So it's like your understanding is below, like your understanding doesn't exist because you don't know shit. (laughs) My understanding of a show I have not watched is that you were, like, your understanding is nothing because you openly admitted multiple times you didn't watch the show. So, bitch, shut up. And as we know, Bethany's interns don't make more than Rachel. And as someone pointed out, why would you tell someone that your interns make more? You're basically making them feel bad about themselves. So um, then I have Rachel saying that one of the producers and one of the things that producers told her is that she'll get paid based on her performance from the season prior. Quote, so that already set me up to want to perform well. Going into season 10, I was like, okay, this could be my season. I could really stand out and I'm single for the first time. Like I want to embrace that. And I took direction. None of what Rachel said makes any sense because her affair was off camera. So she cannot allege that she had an affair because producers told her that if she does well, she'll make more money when she didn't want anybody to know what she was doing. Okay, so next we have Rachel saying, quote, Ariana and I were not best friends. We were acquaintances who became friends through the show, but we never had like a deep conversation that I would have with a best friend. All right. Not only was this not or was this untrue, as Ariana said in Sheena's podcast that came out this past Friday, but if we just... Um, break down what Rachel is saying. (laughs) Rachel is saying, it don't matter that I was fucking an acquaintance's boyfriend that she was with for almost a decade because bitch was an acquaintance. We wasn't besties. You know, this is how a whore, a home-wrecking whore speaks. A home-wrecking whore is going to be like, you know what? 
we weren't besties, so it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal if I'm putting it on your man. Like, how are you trying to um, rebrand and get the public to be on your side by repeatedly saying, it's not a big deal that I was fucking Ariana's man. Where is your PR team? Why didn't they give you a script? And I guess it's a good thing because we're learning that Rachel just did not care, yet she's trying to let us know that she's reformed. How can you be reformed when you're saying that what you did wasn't a big deal because it wasn't your best friend? I don't need to be besties with somebody to know that I shouldn't be having sex with their man. But it's even worse if this person is inviting me into their home so I could fuck their man without them knowing. I don't see... Well, let me rephrase that. The way that Rachel sees things is very disturbing and it's unfortunate because... I don't, the math isn't mathing with her upstairs, in my opinion, and it's sad because nobody told her she shouldn't say these things. So then next we have saying, um, Rachel saying that she did pay Sheena rent and that she cat sit for Sheena and that she did Sheena's podcast and it was the number one most listened to episode. So she says it's unfortunate that quote, she's trying to create this narrative that I've taken advantage of her when I feel like I did contribute in a way, end quote. So what Rachel is saying, like, I, when Rachel says she did pay rent, y'all recognize that that could be $4, right? She didn't say an actual amount. So we know that whatever she quote unquote paid Sheena, it wasn't much for Sheena to repeatedly say that Rachel did not pay her rent. Secondly, cat sitting that also would not be the equivalent amount to whatever the rent was for Sheena's place and doing being a guest on Sheena's podcast and having that episode do well also is not payment for rent and what's so funny is that think about this something that nobody else I haven't seen anyone else say if Rachel is literally saying that one podcast that I did with her talking about my breakup with James was the number one most listened to po- listened to podcast, then bitch, how come you do you're sitting there doing Bethany's podcast without any payment if you're saying that doing a podcast episode that's popular is lucrative to the show's hosts. If you know that a podcast episode getting a lot of ratings is valuable, why did you go to Bethany to exploit you for free? Because according to Entertainment Tonight, Rachel was not paid and Rachel releases all of her statements through Entertainment Tonight. So I, I believe that Rachel wasn't paid because that's what Entertainment Tonight reported. So why are you talking about the value of a popular podcast then going on a podcast and giving this exclusive and not getting paid? Rachel, 
I don't know. It's like, I need this. I need this girl to disappear for many reasons. And one of them, it's uncomfortable for me to watch somebody this painfully stupid. So Rachel says that she was hanging out with Tom more than she was hanging out with Ariana. And then Rachel says, quote, I would not be involved in this affair secrecy type of situation if I thought that there was longevity in this relationship between Tom and Ariana, end quote. Bitch, it's not up to you to listen to what a man who is with someone for nine years is saying about his relationship. Do you not understand that men and women who want someone to sleep with them will say whatever they need to say to get someone to spread their legs? And let's say there was no longevity between Tom and Ariana, so that gives you the right to just be a mistress with your friend to your friend's man? That gives you the right? Rachel, honey, stop trying to justify what you have done. You have put so many nails in the coffin with this interview because you're a bitch. This is not right what you did, longevity or not. How could you do this to someone who was so kind to you? And why are you saying these things so many months months later, yet claiming that, you know, honesty is one of your core values and you changed and you're the ultimate villain and there's projection? There's no projection when you are giving multiple reasons as to why having a seven-month affair with an acquaint quote acquaintances boyfriend is perfectly fine. Stop. You really should not speak ever again publicly. So then Rachel says, I do know that it really isn't that surprising that they're living together in my eyes because it's been this way. They haven't been an authentic couple, romantic couple, or she says couple romantic. Um, the concept of me being the ultimate reality TV villain just blows my mind. And the way that she spoke to me at the reunion, I feel like it was uncalled for. Of course you do, honey. So Rachel gets on this podcast and alleges that Ariana and, and Tom are together because they're a brand and therefore it's totally fine for them to be sharing a roof and sharing a house because they weren't an actual romantic couple. They weren't an authentic couple. There was no longevity. Why are you throwing all these daggers at Ariana? Have you not done enough? Have you not done enough? And you think it was uncalled for what was told to you at the reunion because what you did was it wasn't bad, right? You did say that you were selfish, which is when Ariana clapped back and said you were subhuman, demented, all of that shit she responded with. But you just said it was uncalled for. Why? Because you're innocent. And what you did wasn't a big deal because the couple sucked. I'm glad that Rachel is here to insert herself into a relationship that she thinks is not working out 
Meanwhile, she's listen only listening to one party, what one party of the relationship says to get her to spread her legs and keep spreading them. Why can't she understand the weight of her words? Why is it okay to insult the relationship of the person or the two people whose relationship you wrecked? Where is the remorse? Where is it? It should have been out in this interview. But we didn't get that because Rachel, it's she says it over and over in different ways. She didn't care. She didn't give a fuck. So then Bethany goes, wait, this is what you believe? Or this is what was said or whatever. So Bethany doesn't believe that Ariana was handed Tom's phone and opened the phone um, and looked at his, saw his video that he did of Rachel, recorded of Rachel. Of course, why would Bethany, it just hit me. This is proof again, again, another quote unquote hot take. I'm a loser for trying to say that like, you're not really supposed to be announcing your quote unquote hot takes. Okay. When I think about it, Bethany, this is further proof that Bethany did not watch the reunion because Bethany is saying, what? Wait, this is what you believe? When she hears that Tom's phone fell out and Ariana looked at the phone, opened the phone, looked at it and saw the video of Rachel. Bethany is saying, this is what you believe. And she's asking about it because it's the first time she's heard of this. Bethany did not watch the effing reunion. She didn't watch it. Why are you interviewing someone that you know nothing about? Why? You should have you should be embarrassed. Just occurred to me right now the way that Bethany questioned if Rachel believes that Ariana was handed the phone and opened the phone. It was how she said it. This was the very first time that Bethany heard that that's how Ariana found out because Bethany did not watch the reunion. Y'all, can we cancel Bethany, please? Please. Okay, so Rachel says, this is what I know because this is what has been said by Tom and by Ariana that the phone fell out of his pocket. Bethany, you should know that already. F you. Okay. So then Rachel says, or said, I believe I was in love with Tom at the time. I now look back on it and see that I was not in love with him. I also don't believe that he truly was in love with me either. Okay, it was, we had this connection that I felt seen and heard by him that I haven't really had that communication with other people in the past, nor people in my real life. So it was like I was filming um, and in a tumultuous environment, I was needing some validation and somebody to hear what I was going through. And here it comes along. Tom really gave me that time of day to share my side of the story in a non-judgment zone. And that's exactly what I needed in that moment. Oh my God. She was nourished. She was nourished by Tom. He met her needs. She wasn't having certain needs met. And then here came Tom to just fulfill everything. Never mind that Tom was Ariana's man. Never mind that. So the fact that Rachel blew up her entire life for Tom Sandoval, someone who looks like he has a small dick, 
someone who wears white nail polish, who doesn't know how to dress, who's just every, who's just someone who is not worth it. She blew up her life for him. Meanwhile, he's still on the show, which means that he has the perfect opportunity to help people to get past what he did because the very last time that they seen him on screen wasn't when he was talking about this affair. He will definitely move on and evolve past it. Meanwhile, Rachel allows herself to be stuck and frozen in this very moment. And she does that because I will talk about what she's going to do in the future when I talk about episode three of Bethany's podcast, but you already know what she's going to do. You already know what she's going to cover in her podcast. I will get to that when I recap episode three, but you know, this situation makes like my heart was broken for Ariana again after listening to Rachel's interview where she is slamming Ariana's relationship, basically saying it's fake basically saying they live together because it's fake. It's a brand relationship. They don't care about each other. And then Bethany is there doubling down on everything that Rachel says about a relationship. Also, all the while not even knowing that it was for seven months and then trying to allege that Ariana did not, you know, have Tom's phone handed to her. (sighs) Yes, Ariana is thriving. However, look at what she's gone through. That is the reason behind why she's thriving. Look at what she's gone through publicly. And she has received so much hate and she always will because of people being upset with how she came at Rachel because of the fact that she still lives with Tom And because of a lot of allegations, a lot of comments and allegations that Rachel made in her interview. Imagine somebody ruining your relationship and then still coming for your neck. This is why I am buying Ariana's book, Single as AF. This is why I may vote for Ariana on Dances dancing with the stars and people are really salty like oh other people get cheated on guess what though this is our girl who can benefit from it so just because the countless people out there have been cheated on and they haven't been able to monetize um their heartbreak doesn't put doesn't make me not want to support the person that i can support i'm gonna support ariana just like i'm gonna go to the sandwich the sandwich shop Sandwich. I put a G in there sometimes. I like to put a G in sandwich. 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 Whatever. I'm going to go and buy some sandwiches. I, I would never buy the merch because it's really, really bad. Really, really ugly. But I'm going to buy Single AF and I'm going to go to some something about her. And I'm here for Ariana's glow up. I think her glow Like, she's gorgeous. And she's just going to continue to shine. Meanwhile, Rachel is in Arizona with her, you know, I'm not going to say it. Um, I decided to hold back on that, but Rachel is in Arizona and about to be like the face of mistresses. Like, okay, girl. Okay. Glad you're so happy to, um, make that your lane. 
All right, y'all. It is very, very late. So I'm going to go ahead and put this out with the other episode that I recorded prior. And then I will tomorrow, knock on wood, record the second part of Rachel's interview and release it and on Tuesday, and then I will release part three on Wednesday, and then I may talk about Bethany in an episode on Thursday. I guess there's one way to find out. Like I said, I'm going to just see. I'm going to see how many episodes I could start putting out per week, and yes, I will be talking about other things than Scandal, but I had to cover this. Love you all so much, and thank you in advance to the people who subscribe to my the, my subscription of this podcast when I set that up. I probably, I guess it probably makes more sense for me to set that up when I change the name of the podcast and, and things of that nature, and when I kind of test drive if I'm able to churn out more content, <laughs> because y'all know how I do. Love you all. Talk to you soon.